Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined, as always, by Adam Mattis. Adam, the Lakers added Dion Waiters. Is the league ruined? They, I think, this spot, to me, elevates them to the second best team in the Los Angeles market. Like, Easily. Like, Easily. Like ever no, in no, the history no, currently. of LA basketball? I think currently. I think currently. <laughs> the Clippers are hot. They're how, hot. How much How much do you think Waiters Island has in common with the Firefest Island? <laughs> is that what it is? Is that the island it looks like? Yeah, Ja Rule is like, <laughs> Dion Waiters is hot. Hype, man. Uh, we're going to talk about that, I would imagine, here in the second segment when we talk about the weekend that the Lakers have to come. As always, we're going to take you through the games that were played last night. And then finally, for our power ranking this week, it was my idea. We're going to rank, or Adam is going to rank, the ten, the top 10 players who you drop whatever you're doing to watch them if they're hot. Uh, so we'll see oh, where that... only goes. if they're hot. Okay. Oh, right. I mean, I like, whatever, whatever. Like, like the, the, the most watchable players whatever okay. however you want to define that you you made the list okay. so you tell me how you define it <laughs> okay I'll, I'll let's do let's do win hot that changes the list but i like it okay all right so uh let's go with those games though we'll start with your denver nuggets barely beating the charlotte hornets 114 to 112 uh, on a jamal murray step back mid-range jumper uh <laughs> it's like it's one of those it's one of those games that existed like it happened it, yeah, it did happen. Yep, it did happen. <laughs> no, uh, the Nuggets, Anthony, might not know this. The, the Nuggets in a little bit of a, a slump, I would call it. I mean, they are, I believe, four and three out of the All-Star break, which doesn't sound that bad. But, of course, they Coming had the out home of the All-Star loss. break, that's not great. Yeah, out of the because that's when teams usually kind of turn it on. They lose, yeah. get blown out, blown out at Oklahoma City. They get blown out against the Clippers, and then they got blown out at home to the Golden, the Steph Curryless Golden State Warriors. So they have they have been sliding a little bit, and this was a game that the storyline was that Michael Porter Jr. did not play. He gets a DNP coach's decision, a co- DNP coach's decision, not an injury. Brutal. Not something else. The Nuggets and Michael Malone in this game elected. They had been on that slide, and they thought, Michael Porter, that's the guy. Um, the defense hadn't been great. Tonight they gave up 112 points to the Charlotte Hornets, who had been the worst def- uh, offense in the NBA over the last 10 games. So I don't think that defensive problem uh, was solved. But, Anthony, nobody really fears the Nuggets, but I think that without Michael Porter, nobody really feel- fears the Nuggets. Yeah. Well, my thing with MPJ is that he's the kind of player that you have to develop. Like he's he's oh this, no question he's this wing. He's like six nine, six ten, however tall he is, can get a shot off whenever he wants. If you want him to focus more on defense, then you actually coach him up on defense. You don't just wring your hands of him every anytime he makes a mistake. Like the look at what Bam Adebayo became for Miami. Like they they saw Great early play. on. That if this guy reaches his ceiling, we become a different kind of organization, a different kind of team. And I think if Denver realizes, they have to realize this with MPJ, that if he realize, if he reaches his potential, if he realizes his highest ceiling, that we become a completely different organization and that they're missing it right now. Like you don't you don't give a guy like that DMPCDs under any circumstances. And can I tell you, his numbers this year have actually been really good. The Nuggets lost Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Paul Millsap all at the same time in the month of January over the stretch between January and February. They go 11-5. and five. 
Michael Porter was the second best player on the court for the Nuggets behind Jokic for a lot of that, or third best, you know, alongside Barton. His numbers on the season, he's shooting 43% from the three-point line on 100 attempts. Uh, he's shooting 54% from the field. He's been very efficient. If you look at his per 36, it's like 21 and 11. He's been. A, it's not that he has been bad. He is a weird case in that, you know, obviously he missed two years. So he is a weird case in that he is so talented that he is ahead of the curve on just about every rookie not named Ja or Zion. But he's also beh- behind the curve on so many players just in terms of like understanding the where to be on the court, mm-hmm. schemes, language, terminology. So I understand why he might be frustrating, but he's a fantastic player. And this Denver Nuggets team desperately needs a second superstar. And I don't see them getting one outside of Michael Porter, who I truly believe can, can become one. Let's move on to the Clippers handily defeating the Rockets. This was early. This was over early. Uh, Houston really struggled from three-point range. But to me, the biggest story, this is the second game in a row where the Clippers put on their, no, you aren't actually going to get a decent shot-off defense. They did it against Oklahoma City the previous game, did it here, where uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are just all over the floor. Obviously, Pat Beverly helps in, in that regard too. But with that combination of wings... It gets the, the the perimeter defense is so suffocating, and you know you look at the Rockets. This experiment has been small ball this and small ball that, and this this grand experiment of all this. Well, the Clippers are like, oh, you want to go small? Cool. We have two way better small ball players than you. Right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. And and that was this one was over quick. I don't think Houston wants to see Clippers in any circumstance come come the postseason. Well, isn't that interesting? So I'm, first of all, I want to say the Clippers. It's funny. They're 43 and 19. And we've talked a lot this season about like, oh, they haven't looked great. Well, they haven't been healthy when they've been healthy. They've looked really, really freaking good. Mm-hmm. They since the all star break wins over Memphis wins over De- blowouts over Denver, Oklahoma City and Houston. Those are impressive wins. They are now yeah. on a six game winning streak. And they, to me, look like the team I think a lot of us thought they would. We'll see if they can sustain it. But to me, they look scary good. Um, and as you mentioned, it's not just those guys you mentioned, but, you know, Reggie Jackson has a lot of length. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marcus Morris has a lot of uh, a lot of length. They just can throw out lineups that feature a bunch of six, eight, six, nine, six, ten guys that can all move, can all shoot, can all get physical. Um, when fully healthy, I think they're a really good team. Yeah, that the defense that they put that they played in both the the last game against Oklahoma City and then this one against Houston. I watched both of those games closely, and you walk away from that, and you're like, oh. That's a fastball that not many teams can can reach back and throw. <laughs> Houston, so now an interesting kind of angle on this, Anthony, is he, I think if everything plays out the way it, it should, I think the Clippers and the Rockets probably go 2-3. But as you just talked about, the, the Rockets are kind Do of not want that matchup. <laughs> so I wonder if there's a little bit of gamesmanship down the line. Of course, nobody wants to fall to four and have to play the Lakers. I mean, that's no consolation by think, any means. I think if I was Houston, I would rather play the Lakers than the Clippers. I I do too. I do too. I actually think that'd be interesting. There's some interesting matchups in the West because we will not see Denver versus Houston, but Jokic is one of the few players who actually can punish people in the post, especially mm-hmm. undersized guys. He's very good at posting up undersized guys. Um, you know, the Lakers are obviously big, Houston's small, the Clippers. There's just some interesting dynamics. I'm curious to see how it shakes out. Last game that we're going to, I mean, the Sixers beat the Kings, but cool. Uh, the the Raptors yeah. beat the Warriors. Steph comes back. I got to say, it was just nice say to it. have Steph back. 
it was, say it. It's so true. You know I, it's true if you're if you're saying it. Yeah, I mean, I, the NBA is a superstar league, and Steph is like undeniably a super duper looper star. And it was great to have him back. And they pushed they pushed Toronto late in this one. Uh, Steph very clearly had some rust that he had to shake off. He had one three pointer. We were watching my. I'm I'm in town. Uh, came back in town, so I met my folks and my two younger brothers were watching the game. And he had one of those shots that he had a clean look. Both my brothers and I, we all watched plat basketball. We all played basketball all our lives, and we we're like, "Oh no!" And it just happened to to rim out. It just it hit the back of the rim and 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 rimmed out. And it looked like that classic Steph Curry backbone backbreaker. Uh, it's just cool to have him back. It's just so much fun. He's such a fun player to watch. I have a feeling he might pop up on our list later on. <laughs> well, good chance, good chance Steph Curry might be on there. But you know, I'm with you tonight. The Warriors were fun. Chase Center was loud. That crowd was having a blast. It it was one of those things that reminds you, like, oh yeah, basketball's awesome. And you know, you always hear people say, "Don't take LeBron for granted" or "Don't take player." Steph had that four or five year run where he just did crazy things every night. And I think we all take it's inevitable. It's human nature. We all yeah. take it for granted. Having him just back on the court and remembering, like, oh yeah, when he catches the ball at half court, it's just fun wondering what's about to happen. It was and that happened all night tonight when he was on the court where you're just like, oh man, anything's possible right now. Yeah. He had I mean, the first three he made, I believe, was like that the broken play step back three-pointer as the shot clock expired and it was like the only shot he's the only player in the nba where he shoots at you're like oh yeah that's going in you forget (laughs) how there's so many great shooters in the nba right now i mean it's the it's the era of shooting guards and you kind of forget that like amongst all of those guys he still stands out by a lot by a lot (laughs) all right let's take a quick second here when we come back we're going to look ahead to the weekend that faces the lakers they take on Milwaukee Friday night, then they play the 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 aforementioned Clippers, who have looked pretty ridiculous lately too. So uh, we're going to talk. It's just a, it's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting look ahead at 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 this two potential Western Conference and actual Finals previews. It's 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 a fun one. So let's talk about that here in a bit. I'm just going to come across. I'm, I'm just going to ask this, Adam. If the Lakers lose both of these games, do, mm. do, do, do you reassess what they're capable of? Mm. I thought, are you going to ask another question or do you want me to answer that one? No, it's just that that, that question. Because I, I, I've been up you, against you it all that day. You a really weird pause. Well, it's just it's such a weird question because it's a two game sample size in an eighty two yeah. game season, and you walk away. But I think it's absolutely true. I'm I'm interested what you think though. I I don't think so at all, and and, and I actually think it's weird because I hate when we talk about regular season games as if they don't matter. But the truth is, they matter very little in the 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 way that you're Some talking matter more about than them. others though. And, and of course, these are measuring sticks games. These are momentum games. These are psychological. Like that, mm-hmm. that's what I would say. You know, if Milwaukee or if the Clippers just dominated them, I do think it's psychological. Look, Denver's been reeling in part because they lost by thirty to the Clippers, and I think I think it kind of <laughs> like broke them a little. I think there's a little of that. So, so if it's something like that, yes. But you know, the Nuggets also lost to the Lakers in overtime right before the break, and I think that was like a rallying one. I think for the for the Lakers, these games certainly matter. They're measuring stick games. They're some of the last measuring stick games that they'll they'll get, um, especially against those two teams, which are probably the two teams that are in their way to a championship. But ultimately, 
they won't match up with each other again in the playoffs for two and a half months. <laughs> It'll be quite a while before they see each other again, and a lot will change. I think a lot will change, but it's hard to take that thought out of the back of your head if you're the Lakers and you lose three straight to the Clippers when stuff, when when all the chips are on the table. You know, If you lose to Milwaukee again, because the first game against Milwaukee, now some of it was outlier stuff because Giannis hit five three-pointers. Like if... I I, yeah. I I think I I can go out step out on this on this limb where on games where Giannis makes five three pointers I think the Bucks are going to be pretty good. Uh, it's a good take, but, but that that, <laughs> Very good take. that stuff aside though, you know the Lakers. How did how did uh, I I forget who it was that said this, but there's a narrative throughout league circles where teams know that you can kind of get in the Lakers heads. And if that is the case, I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but if it is the case and the Clippers beat the Lakers three times, the next time that they play will be like the last week of the season where everybody's going to be resting anybody anyway. So in the three games that the Lakers and Clippers faced off with actual stakes uh, attached to the game, the Clippers won all three of those games. If, if the Clippers believe that they can get in the Lakers heads that's a huge chip to be able to have heading into the postseason where the Clippers are already younger brother. And if younger brother knows, you know, I'm, 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 I'm the oldest brother and both my younger brothers became more athletic than me at some point. And when I saw in, in their faces <laughs> that like that, that they knew, yeah, I'm more athletic than you now. I'm, I'm going to be able to beat you now. Like that was a real tough feeling. That was a real tough pill to sp- swallow. And I think for the Lakers organizationally and, and with this team specifically, that is not that is not something you want to be able to give. That is not confidence you want to give to a team like the Clippers. I think your point is I, I think for the Lakers, um, it, it matters a lot less because, like I said, they won't play for so long. I mean, momentum going into whatever series we're talking about, that, that matters more than what happens in March, early March, mm-hmm. no less. But I do think you're right about the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers have heard early on in the year. Remember how many people were saying, what's wrong with the Clippers? Are we sure the Clippers? And now they're at the point where it's like, yes, we're sure they're good. <laughs> we're, we're pretty sure they can be great. And yeah. now it's can they stay healthy? That's the big one is like, yeah. can they be healthy through all these rounds? But if you go out there and win, I think there's no question the Clippers will be sleeping like babies all the way up until the playoffs start. Yeah. They'll just say, OK, we know what we do at our best. Let's wrap this up until we get to the playoffs. And so, so from their end, and then from Milwaukee, I think it matters a little bit. I think Milwaukee and the Lakers are the same. They're they have done the work all season long to put them in position to where these games don't have to matter as much. So, some good information, some good intel, maybe a little confidence boost. But by the time it actually matters, it'll be two months from now, and we won't even remember this game. But there again, though, I think it matters for for Milwaukee from the standpoint of like what what are the what are the talking points that you hear about Milwaukee? They're incredible. One of the greatest regular seasons, regular seasons that we will ever see, but also huge question marks about what they're going to be able to do come postseason time because they didn't take care of business last year. And so, if they get on a stage like this, this is the closest that they're going to get to a stage like the postseason. And if they can continue to rack up these wins against the uh, the, the league's elite teams, then that's more confidence that they can take into the, that that postseason to shut up that narrative. As as flawed a narrative as, as it is, and it is one. It's it's not it's not the that that narrative's not going anywhere though, Anthony. I mean, if you remember, it isn't. until until no, they succeed, re- until they win a championship. Because if you recall, at the famous Phil Jackson "How's It Going" 
Goink tweet. That came in 2015 after the Warriors had won 67 games and dominated the entire league and just kind of slapped everyone. Mm -hmm. There were still prominent people that were saying, yes, but it's not going to work. So will people say that about the Bucks if they win 70 games? Of course. People are going to say that until they actually win one. Um, so for me, it is a measuring step personally. But again, it just it's not going to matter in two months. We don't. Nobody has a, a memory that long. And, and there'll be so many other things that'll happen leading up to the playoffs and the playoff rounds that I, I just these games are nice measuring sticks, but nothing else. It might just be that I'm 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 too close to the situation because this is I think some, so. it's it, this is something that you know any you could ask any Laker fan and they're going to tell you no you got to win one of these preferably the Clippers one because you're going to face them sooner. And it's and how many it's times has a LeBron James team in particular though like lost? in the regular season to a team and then just dominated that. I mean, I remember the Toronto Raptors teams Three would always do the though? Indiana Pacers. Oh yeah. Well, they would lose. I actually think there was one. I can't remember. It might've been it the, might Raptors be the Raptors that Raptors. final year. It might've been that one where they were like, Oh, and Oh, and three or Oh, and four against them in the regular season and then swept them in the playoffs. And so I, did, I, I do like, I'm not trying to dismiss it. I just yeah. think it's a little bit less also this weekend though. I mean, this is a great weekend of basketball. Part of yeah. it is that Wait, before we move on, I do, I do want to make one more point about these matchups. Okay. Davis needs to show up. That's a good take. Da yep, Davis is the guy that I, I think you really have to focus on in both of these games because Giannis and LeBron are probably going to play to each other to, to, to close to even. And then it becomes, can Anthony Davis outplay Chris Middleton? You have to be able to there. And then for the for the Clippers matchup, the, 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 the analysis all year in that matchup is that the Clippers don't have anybody that can stop Anthony Davis. And to a certain extent, that's true. Now, the Lakers don't put them in the best situation. They rely way too heavily on just straight post ISOs instead of trying to get him on the move and really utilize his athleticism. But still, you have to step up in these games. You, you just have to. And, and, and that's the guy I'm going to be watching the closest. Yeah, I, I also in that Clipper matchup, I mean, Kawhi has sort of, I mean, that's one guy that's not afraid of LeBron. That matchup is always fun. So yeah. I love that it's the Sunday matinee. It's going to be a good one. Um, this is a great weekend. And then uh, just yeah. real quickly, because we don't have to talk about these games, but you got Utah at Boston, which I think is a really interesting one. You've got Miami at New Orleans. New Orleans is on life support at the moment. They're, they're reeling. Memphis at Dallas. Uh, Memphis also a bit on life support. Um, so there's some, some some other good games if you go a little bit further down the list. Oklahoma City at Boston on Sunday. Um, this That's is just a good, a good weekend. Things things are heating up. You know, things are. This is we're not quite at the home stretch, but things are starting to heat up to where these games really do have implications for playoff seating. Yeah, I agree completely. Let's take another quick second here. When we come back, we are going to talk about Adam's ten favorite players to watch when they're hot. All right, so in honor of Steph Curry coming back tonight, uh, you texted me, hey, what's the topic? What, what should we do for power rankings? And I gave you this topic. I thought that this would be a fun one because I think Steph <laughs> Good is, job, Anthony. Yeah, you know, every so often I, I, I figure I should, you know, do my job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every I so like often. when you do that. Yeah, uh, but I, I feel like Steph is the ultimate example of this. As you were putting this list together, you were in awe of the types of names that you were leaving off. So I actually want to start there. I actually in want to introduce the list. You haven't introduced the list yet. Oh, I thought we did earlier in the show. The the what we are doing is we're power ranking the top ten players that Adam likes to see most. Drop everything that you're doing, get to a TV and watch because this dude is in his bag. Uh, that's exactly. that's yep. 
that's what we're going to be uh, listing right now. But again, so it's I want not them on their average. It's them at their best. When they're at yeah. their best, when is it like, oh man, it's so fun to watch this guy at their best? Right, right. Start with those guys that you left off, though, because I'm sure you know the league is so insanely individually talented right now that I'm sure yeah. there are going to be some names. And he's like, what? How? So I have a great, this is almost a whole second 10. These guys did not, the league is, there's so many exciting players. I really believe this. There's so many exciting style players with just an exciting style. Jason Tatum is not on my list. Devin Booker, not on my list. Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, not on my (laughs) list. Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Trey Young, and then these last two, Giannis and Harden. Now I know this is, now this is my list. This is my power ranking, right? Yeah, this is not objective. And Harden, Harden is not objective at all. Harden and Giannis, both very, very fun in their own ways, but they're just, to me, they're not on this top 10. This top 10 list are guys that when they're cooking, I'm just like, oh man, it's a joy to watch them, and they missed the cut to me. I, I don't, I don't like, enjoy Harden. I and Giannis, uh, I don't know, Giannis is consistently great. Maybe I'm taking him for granted. I feel like Kyrie isn't on this list because just like he's so dislikable at this moment. Yeah, I, oh, he was de- he's he's fallen the farthest because he was definitely on this list maybe yeah. two three seasons ago, and and every now and then you get glimpses of it, you know that where his dribbling is just through the roof and his shot making. I mean, he he can he can climb back onto it, but mm-hmm. he has to be off this list because the last year and a half. Yep. Uh, the other one that I'm gonna kind of push up push back against is Kawhi. Kawhi's defense is just incredible. And then he goes on the other side of the court and he just beats you over the top of the head with a club. <laughs> it's he's, so much fun. He he's probably the he would probably be number eleven on my list. Yeah. And I think he would probably be top ten on most people's list, but um yeah. I'm just a little different. All right, so where are, we, player, where are we going with number ten? So number ten is the most controversial one. It's my guy, Jokic. And I know, look, listen, I know, I know what people are thinking. Okay, Homer. Well, first of all, true. It's subjective. <laughs> but I've said this before. Jokic, to me, is when he is when he's in his bag as a passer, he's the most fun passer in all of the NBA. He throws the most absurd pass. He had a behind-the-back through two defenders tonight to a cutter. It just he His passing is so fun. And he has certain highlights, you know, on Dawkins or whatever, house of highlights, or certain games where all have seven, eight, nine passes all worthy of going on an end of year highlight reel. So to me, when he's in his bag, he's throwing multiple crazy passers per night. I also, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with this. Uh, I'm, this is going to surprise okay. people because I, I, I'm, 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 I, you know, I will say that I, I like Jokic more than most, but my favorite aspect of watching Jokic when he's in his bag or just like on a nightly basis is that he can be dominating and look completely bored while he does it? Oh, totally. <laughs> I love that. Like you get these kind of kind of the savant aspect of his game, where he's like, oh, "I guess I'm really good at this," and and he'll take these shots that you should never take. I saw the other the other night. Uh, now it was to beat the shot clock or whatever, but he was running away from the basket, shot it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just shot this rainbow of a shot and made it. <laughs> and I just feel like stuff like that is just hilarious. I can't help but chuckle. People that say they want, you know, like different styles, they want everything's too monotonous. Jokic is such a one of a kind, not just of this era, but of all eras. So I enjoy him. Yeah. Number nine, uh, as far away from uh, from Jokic as you can get, Russell Westbrook. Ooh. I'm not the biggest Westbrook fan just like overall, but when he is playing well, which he has sort of for the last month or so, when he's playing well and in his bag, it's just he is he is so I always say him, 
Giannis and LeBron are the three guys you have to see in person because physically they're just such all these guys are great athletes and those guys are on a whole other level. You have to see them up close and in person to really appreciate it. He just look, the NBA, I I'll I'll, I'll defend this take. I'll die on this hill. The NBA features the best athletes in in the sporting world. Oh, oh, for sure. For and sure. he makes these guys look significantly less athletic just because of what he's capable of doing and, and he's fierce you know it's like the, the yeah, fierceness radiates fearless. off him when you see him in person you're just kind of like oh my god that's the baddest dude on the court <laughs> yeah. um, and then he just goes end to end i mean he's he's amazing yep um you might not like this next one number eight All chris right. paul chris paul this is there's mm. like a, a chris paul renaissance going on but he's a guy that when he is in control of a game and there can be other great players on the court, but when he's in control of a game, I just feel like you're watching a wizard out there. All the other guys on the court are just chess pieces in the game he's playing. Here's my problem with Chris Paul on this list. is Even while he's in his bag, he's very capable of doing something exceedingly lame. <laughs> That's fair. If I leave Harden off of this list, I probably should have left Chris yeah. Paul. <laughs> Same <laughs> rule applies. Like, right. like, uh, Flag on the field. Okay, good call. You're right. Penalty. My he bad. Could, he could very easily, you know, go out, dominate a fourth quarter, and then as the game is coming to a close, complain about somebody's shirt being untucked to, to ice the game. Like that's just You don't want to see that in person? I can't I can't to... <laughs> I can't get behind this guy being on this list. All right. Who's All right, next? That's fair. Uh number seven, Damian Lillard. Oof, that's a good one. I would have had him higher. Well, there's so many good players. Yeah. But Damian Lillard, yeah, he's he's just um, – obviously when he's on fire, you feel uh, – he's the, he's one of the players you most feel like, oh, God, something – you know, he's going to win this game. Something yeah. something crazy is about to happen. So, And then you got the logo threes. Um, you know, you got it all. Yeah, his, his range – like we thought, okay, Steph came along and we're never going to see anything close to what Steph is capable of. And then Dame was like, actually, I can shoot from back there. I can yeah. I can try that. His try range that is again. yes, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so now number six, uh-huh. Kevin Durant, not okay. in the league this year. Not, in, not the in the league. This is a little bit of an asterisk, but Kevin Durant still like when he's in his bag, it's just an, it. I mean, there's a, he gives you one of the biggest uh, senses of inevitability. Yeah. of just a, like oh, I guess we don't have anybody that can guard him, so this game's over. Yeah, I, I was just gonna ask. Like, I don't think there's a more demoralizing player in the NBA. Because everybody else, it's like, okay, well, we're gonna have to throw the double at him. But I right. mean, he's seven feet tall. You could throw it. You could triple him, and he's gonna just pull up on you. I mean, yeah, there really is the inevitability with him. Yep. Who's next? Number five, another contra. These are all controversial. Yeah. Number five. That's the, this, Zion this, this, this is supposed to be controversial. <laughs> yeah, Zion Williams. I'm not sure we've actually seen him in his bag yet because he steadily scores the same amount of points every game, but. <laughs> He is. He really is. Look, we are not the first people to say this, but he really is must see TV. He's just so fascinating. Yeah, I find myself looking for their games. I, I there are not very many teams, especially residing where they currently sit, standing wise. Yeah, exactly. That I would go out How of my way to try to find. The 10 seed. Yeah, I also I, the thing that I really enjoy about Zion that I think is going to be unique to only the season is a couple things. One. Sometimes with rookies, there's kind of a, a hesitance to completely dominate, right? There's mm. there's like this this inherent yeah. humility that that they aren't quite ready. Like I think I think Zion knows that at any given moment he could just take a game by by the the reins and just take it over. 
and yeah. and do so not just from the standpoint of like offensive rebounding and stuff like that, but also like demanding. I, we watched the. Did you watch them lose to Dallas the other night? Um, I th- I caught the end of it. Did you notice how little Zion touched the ball down the stretch? Yeah, that. I mean, that's a team still figuring themselves out, though. Yeah, I mean, no, they've well, got the pieces there are, are really interesting. But yes, but yes. But what what I mean though is that like as a rookie right now, he is reluctant to go out and tell his teammates, "No, give me the effing ball." You know, like the, I also the, just don't think. I wonder if he's wired that way. At least right now, I, th- I do think that's somewhere he can grow. But yeah, he's a really, really team first player, yeah. and I don't. I'm not saying that as a compliment because I think there is a level of like, no, it's my turn to do this or whatever. Yeah. But um, I, I yeah, I, I see what you're saying. He's not there yet. And then, but and then the other thing that it doesn't I think matter. Is, Fun factor through right, the roof. Well, well, right. Well, the other the other thing that I was going to say is. What makes him more fun this year than or, or a a factor that I think is going to dissipate over the course of his career is right now he has no idea what the hell he's doing out there. He's just yeah. like going out there. You know, in Super Smash Brothers, you get that Donkey Kong hammer that you could just run all over the board and just beat the hell out of people with. No, you never played Super Smash Brothers. I I think I have played that. Is that on? It's on the Cube Nintendo. Is that that's the square one? All right, people who are listening to this understand the reference. <laughs> it's just like this aimless destruction that you have no idea what else is going on around you. You're just beating the crap out of people, and that's what he does. He just runs out I was there. First, and he just, huh? I want to go back to this cube. I was right, right? Isn't it a cube? Uh, I I mean, it was like on the Wii, and then now it's on the uh, what's it called? The the newest one. Now I look. Well, I now know. I sound like a, a, <laughs> a boomer. All right, go go We're to the next watched. one before before we get canceled. <laughs> Number four, Luka Doncic. I I really am. I'm really enjoying him. And when he's in his bag, you know, I think back to those two Lakers games early in the season, mm-hmm. and he's had a lot of games like this. Going but he really did go toe to toe with LeBron, like just yeah. making plays. They kept making plays against each other. It was great. Yeah, I mean, the the other night we saw one yep. team. Oh, he. Wow, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> no, that he. I thought you were going to talk about the him putting Drew in the blender at the end. They're like one of <laughs> Drew Holiday never gets got, and he got got on the game point. Yeah, I was just gonna. <laughs> I need to get a gif of you just leaning back in your chair that far. You just went to a different <laughs> universe. That was incredible. Wow. <laughs> no, but I was going to say that like the the difference, the differentiating factor in that game was that Luca had the ball all the time. And Giannis didn't. And Luca yeah. is now in his second year, right? And is capable of telling everybody, no, 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 just give me the ball. Just give me the ball and I'm gonna I'm gonna work these things out. Talking and about I, Zion, not Gian- Giannis, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um but but yeah, Luca just says, Give me the ball, I'm gonna take care of it. And he did in that game. And and I think Zion, when he reaches that point, I think that's when New Orleans is gonna be a more dangerous team. But but what's interesting about that actually, Anthony, is that bigs don't have the ball. Like this is true of Jokic. Everybody talks about yeah. a point center, but the truth is somebody still has to throw Jokic the ball, and and it's easier to deny that kind of player. You could put two on him or whatever than it is for say a LeBron or or a, a Luca who has the ball in his hands and dribbles it up. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's so fun to watch. My top three are locks, though, Anthony. My top three are locks. All right. Number three. Clay Thompson. 
also out for the season, also with an asterisk, but I don't care. Yeah. We're talking about a player that when he was in the zone, he's arguably number one, like at his yeah. peak peak. I mean, like, argument. Maybe my favorite highlight clip of all time is the 37 and, and a quarter like the, so or the 60. Both of those games are just so absolutely absurd. They they are probably maybe number one and number two, my favorite single game highlight mixes to see on YouTube. I my, what I really enjoy about Clay is that like he's enjoying it as much as everybody else. Totally. You know, <laughs> he's just like, oh, I made that one. How about that? Oh, I did it again. Look at this. This he's is crazy. He's like killer. Like he's got a little <laughs> bit of that like F you yeah. to him. But at the same time, the like just like, yeah, vibing out. <laughs> Clay's great, man. Right. Clay's great. It's we like, miss him. It's like Shaggy who just keeps on like <laughs> foiling these plots, right? It's like time and time and time again, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo is just like, he just figures it out. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what what I say? No, I just was trying to figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I'm it's late. But no, I, you know what I mean though that like yeah. he just he just keeps no. just keeps getting the job done and he's such a goofball as he does it that it has to be infuriating to the to the bad guys in Scooby-Doo and for the opponents in in, in that that Clay goes up against that he's just out there he's just absolutely killing dudes but also laughing at it while he's doing it. It's just, it's got to be funny. All right, who's number 2? Number two, Steph Curry. Wow. I thought for sure he'd be one. So that means you have LeBron one then? I do have LeBron James one, but let's stay on Steph for All a right, second let's here. Start, let's stay on he, Steph. Easily you can make an argument for Steph because when he's in the zone, that means he's pulling up from the logos. He's doing all the crazy. Easily you could make the case for him number one. In fact, mm-hmm. I might be making the case myself to myself right now about it. But he is <laughs> he, he is he's absolutely incredible. And, and as we were talking about, Clay, he gets hot and he's had some of those, you know, maybe number one, number two. But Steph Curry has like numbers three through fifty. I mean, he just has so many of these where it's like Wow, that guy cannot miss if he has the tiniest little peak of daylight. How obscene is it? How absurd is it that two of the top three players undeniably belong in the top three here? We're on the same team. And actually, KD was on there, too. KD like, was there, too, yeah. <laughs> we don't so appreciate stupid. how just ridiculous that Warriors team <laughs> was, so the KD version of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Warriors tonight brought back a little magic. You know, I really yeah. feel, I really believe that. Like, they kind of reminded you, like, oh, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that team that we kind of all grew to hate eventually, it was actually really fun at their best. Yeah, I I just, I, I love, you know, I love shooters and stuff and, and what Steph does out there and the type of shots that you expect him to make is something I don't know if we'll ever see again. Yeah. You know, the, oh, yeah. The, the maybe. Guys, yeah. He shoots, he shoots like a half quarter as a butter, as the buzzer is, is sounding. And you're like, Oh wow. He missed that. Oh, him and him and Luca both on like heaves, like half court, three quarter yeah. court. They both, for whatever reason, have something where they're just like great at those. Yeah. Well, I I think all those great shooters. I was actually really disappointed because JJ Redick dribbled out the clock on a heave the other day, and I was like, wait, you're a great uh... shooter. You're probably really good at making these. What is going on here? Yeah, shame. Yeah. Uh, LeBron at number one though. Uh, I, I I'm so curious about this Anthony if he's still there for me because. Curry can dominate with the sh- the shooting, and you can even argue that's even more fun. But LeBron, when he's in his bag, is just – it's a combination of being the smartest, the most athletic, uh, the most imposing, the least intimidated, the most intimidating. He's a combination of all that. And I think back to 
2018 finals game one. And of course they lost that game, but that game was just like a perfect basketball game from an individual player. And he just has so many of those over the years where you're just like, wow, this guy is just about perfect. And, and the fact that he has just so many of them to me when he's, when he's at that level, maybe it's less fun, like adrenaline, like, like Steph is, but it's, it's almost more impressive and more memorable to me. Uh, and I'm curious if we get any more of those this year. Well, I mean, just the other night when the Lakers were playing the Pelicans, you had that exchange where Zion had a big dunk and LeBron then went out and hit one from the logo. Like, oh, how, yeah. However, yeah. I don't think we're he has ever, some showmanship for sure. He knows the moment. I don't think I don't think we're ever going to see. And this is, you know, I, I I probably shouldn't say this as often as I'm saying it, because we are, we might see another version of some of this. Right. But oh, I oh, I absolutely think we will. Yeah. But but LeBron in the same game was absolutely unstoppable in the post and made one from the logo. That's such yeah. an obscene <laughs> yeah. combination yeah. that that's, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. And by the way, and, he's able to pass. Like you talked about Jokic's passing earlier in this, in, in this list, LeBron's like that kind of passer too. So you add all, yeah, these he can throw up. some highlight pass. He yeah. can do a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm really, like I said, it's maybe less of an adrenaline rush as like the clays and the curries um, of, of the world. But it's it's almost equally as fun just in the appreciation of it. And uh, look, he's going to have some phenomenal games. He's going to have triple doubles. He's going to score 40 in the play. He's going to have some big ones. But what I'm really curious about is if on the biggest stages, when they get to the Rockets or the Clippers or the Bucks or whoever it is, if they get that far and they play in those series, I'm curious to see if he has that level again like he did against the Warriors two years ago where it was like, wow, the Warriors are the best team by a mile. But LeBron's the best player by a mile. I wonder if we're going to see that this postseason. Yeah, the the devastation that was behind J.R. Smith dribbling the wrong direction was the incredible game that LeBron had that night. I was angry. I, I have I have never been angry at a non-Lakers team in my life. And I walked away from that game pissed. <laughs> I was like, oh, like you just, I, I want that to was see a the moment that, where, we, that was taken yeah. away from us. Go ahead. I want to see the alternative universe where Le, where they win that game. Just because I felt like that was the best LeBron I'd ever seen. I think game one of the 2018 finals was this best game I've ever watched LeBron play. And I fully understand all of the great games that he's I've watched his entire career. Yeah. But that one to me was his best game. And I, I just I'm curious if he could have done it again and again and again. <laughs> I don't think so. But I don't think he could have done that either. Yeah, it's true. Great list, great show, great week of shows, great, great weekend ahead of us. This is—I keep saying it week after week after week—but this is this is the best time of year for basketball. Before we get to the postseason, this is going to keep getting better. The Lakers have this incredible weekend ahead of them. Uh, as you mentioned, Adam, there are other really good games. Uh, somehow, the the NBA exists outside the Lakers. I, one day, I'll, I'll understand what you're talking about when you say that. Uh, but for <laughs> until then, we get to enjoy the, the next couple games that the Lakers have in front of them. So enjoy your weekend. Adam and I will be back next week to talk to you about this. But make sure you guys are checking out not just this feed of shows, but Hollinger and Duncan. Uh, the entire channel of NBA shows is, is every uh, local expert gives you the daily dish on on what should be a phenomenal run up to the playoffs and an even better postseason itself. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.